Seatbelt? Check. Attitude? Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Yesterday we learned that a school board in Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, when it came to a sex education curriculum, were going to replace the words biological sex with sex assigned at birth. And my concern with that was that you are eliminating the truthfulness of biological sex and you're replacing it with something that sounds like it was just arbitrary or whimsical, that someone decided who you were at the point of birth which to me would be a denial of the biological fact. Well, I've been taken a task by Kurt. Uh, Kurt Birch is a teacher. I don't know if he's a uh, teacher in Minnesota or he is a podcast listener, but he emailed me. I don't have time to email him back, but I, I would love to discuss it. Okay. Uh, he said, I'm delighted that your program is popular and that you have a loyal following. I also realize that your audience tunes in to hear your opinions on news and events. I was troubled as I listened to you share your views and reactions during the 2 o'clock hour on the story from Fairfax County, Virginia, in which the school board voted to introduce new language concerning sex assigned at birth versus biological birth. It wasn't biological birth. The words they replaced were biological sex. A few reactions. Number one, you favorably cited the position of the Archdiocese of Arlington, Virginia, on the point that the issues in biology, not ideology. Well, I, 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 do, I do applaud that. That's what we're talking about. You seem to favor science and facts, such as sex at birth, over ideological interpretations, yet your comments amount to an ideology, to an interpretation of the news story, and of the school board's motives and agenda and of issues concerning transgender people. Your comments. No, I don't understand how it could be an ideological interpretation to accept uh, the fact of biological sex. What, what is ideological about that? Nothing. It's the truth. You bemoan a loss of truth and declare that words have meaning, yet facts are not the same as truth. Facts, or more accurately, tentative facts, are associated with the scientific method and must always be capable of rejection and replacement. Science does not yield truth. Rather, science yields results which have not yet been disproven. Science does not prove anything. Rather, science disproves faulty, inaccurate assertions, leaving the best explanation standing. Yet truth, as you seem to understand it, is always located within a doctrine or ideology, whether that doctrine is religious, uh, can, 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 canon, canonical, cultural, politically partisan, or whatnot. As you know, it wasn't that long ago that newborns had religion and race assigned at birth. But I, I don't know that. Your uh, race, yes. You I, are black, you're white. I, you're I didn't know that that was assigned at birth. But let me just mm-hmm. uh, address this point. Uh if I'm, and I don't want to misunderstand uh, him, uh, but he hasn't chosen to call. He's just chosen to write. Well, what he seems to be suggesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that he believes that uh, biological sex uh, just hasn't been proved inaccurate yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I'm an FBI agent. Yeah, what do you want to be today? Yeah. Uh, Three, you repeated your assertion three times. No evidence or examples or even reasons. Yeah, there's either a penis or a vagina. What, what, What evidence do you want? When you're born, there's the evidence. Right. What, what, what's ideological about that? That's a fact. Fact. 
a fact which he seems to suspect that scientists, uh, science uh, might eventually be proven wrong about. Right. How could that be? I don't know. Maybe that maybe. And you, and that's a fact that you laid down that beautiful manna audio from heaven at 207. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, are you the voice of truth in such matters? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, when it comes to something that's staring you in the face, that's that's the truth. That yeah, I'm the I'm the voice of truth. I've heard you talk and I have heard you talk often about the rights related to choice. For example, you have talked often and animatedly about your right to drive a large SUV. No, I haven't. I, I don't know what he's talking about there. I happen to own an SUV, but I also have become and have been for many years. A big, big fan of small cars, which I think you can corroborate. Yes, <laughs> I the smaller. I won't get a smart car. I think they're comical. Wait yep. a minute. Wait, what, what does that have to do with the? Did I miss something? Well, I'll finish the point, but oh. I just I'm stopping to correct him right there. Yeah, I think that that needs to be correct. That's selective listening. I I don't care if you own an SUV, but the irony he seems to be missing is that I'm a huge fan of small cars. Yes, I love small cars. All I have, I've said this repeatedly on the air. I, I'm very fortunate. I have no commuting needs. I'm on surface streets every day. Four miles one direction, four miles the other direction. I don't need a big car. Uh, Unless I have to go to the bank. Right. If choice is among breakfast cereals, athletic shoes, vehicles, and TV programs is a virtue, I've, I've never suggested that I believe choice is a virtue, then why is the choice of a gender a challenge to truth and a degradation of society? Well, I've, I've, never, I've never necessarily insisted that it's a degradation of society. What I think is a degradation of society is the twisting of words so that they no longer mean what they are intended to mean. That's a degradation of society. Society recognizes that people can change their social class or standing by hard work, change their residence by moving, change their opportunities in life by studying and graduating, and even change their preferred religion by converting. Then why not freedom of choice that technology provides to people who want to live a particular gender? Well, I I think think, uh, Kurt answered his own question. Uh, You can change your social class by the dint of hard work. You must have done something. You can change your residence by moving. Yep, a truck has to show up and you put all your stuff in it yep. and you move. You can change your opportunities in life by studying and graduating. That's, again, by the dint of hard work. You can change your preferred religion by converting. I agree. Why not freedom of choice, he asked, that technology provides to people who want to live as a particular gender? Because you have done nothing except wish it arbitrarily. You have done nothing. It's not by the dint of anything. It's by your whimsy that you've decided mm-hmm. you want to change. It's not by whimsy that you decide you want to be work hard. You either work hard or you don't. Uh, number five, if sex at birth is truth, then what sex label would you use to describe a hermaphrodite, a person with the extra chromosome, or a person with a broken chromosome? Might they receive a sex assigned at birth? No. There's already a word for it. They're a hermaphrodite. Male, female, hermaphrodite. What, what's the confusion this guy is experiencing? 
Uh, last, Fairfax County, Virginia, has for decades appeared on lists of the finest school systems in the country. A model for other school systems to mirror. Is the school board historically unassailable? Of course not, because for decades it allocated school board funding on the truths of racial inequality. 97% white schools, 3% black schools. Uh, well, I certainly, uh, uh, Kurt, would, would never have defended what you call the truth of racial inequality. I don't believe in racial inequality. Never have. Uh, and then he concludes, I am not vested in any policy outcome concerning transgender people, uh, to which I will stop and say, nor am I. Right. I'm vested in the importance of truth and words and fact. I'm not, I'm not invested in the policy outcome in, in Fairfax, uh, Virginia, Fairfax County. But I am struck how much your garage logic in this and other topics is ill-informed, mistaken, doctrinal, and ideological, agenda-laden, and internally inconsistent. To which I say, uh, Kurt, you're full of B as in B, S as in S. I just broke down all five of your points. I don't know where you, uh, where you can uh, uh, counter that I'm ill-informed. You're born. You either got a penis or a vagina. That's, isn't that the case? Or you're hermaphrodite. What's, I, there's nothing ideological about it. What you are suggesting, sir, is you prefer whimsy and capriciousness. You can be whatever. He's a meist. He's a meist. He's a meist. An internal, sincerely, Kurt Birch, teacher, educated in Fairfax County, Virginia. Oh, he does provide a local phone number. I must be a local teacher. But uh, it's a great letter, and I want to respond to the critics. So, uh, yeah, if you disagree, you go to the head of the class. You go right to the head of the class. No shout-downs. But, uh, boy, I would disabuse you, uh, Mr. Uh, Birch, of the notion that uh, because you can move or uh, get a better job or increase your social standing, that you find it analogous that you can also change your sexual identity. You can, but it's in defiance of the truth at a biological birth. Maybe that will satisfy him. Yeah, is, is he stating that he disagrees with Fairfax assigning. No, he's he's in agreement with what the school board did in Virginia. He believes that biological sex is is not a fact or a truth, and that's it. That's that it's something assigned, which is exactly what I talked about yesterday. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Like uh, like you, Kurt, I have no vested interest in the policy outcome. I don't care about the policy outcome. What I care about is the idea that you take away biological sex, which is a fact that he wishes to deny. I don't know how you can get in that mindset. I don't either. But, uh, but he did, and uh, I, I hope he takes my uh, response in, in good faith. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores searching for the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. If any of you uh, been caught up yet in the I-35W construction? I have not uh, once. And Reavers, you figure out a way to avoid it. Well, to be honest, um, I hate saying this, but it's actually kind of been okay. Well, and I think the reason is because there is no access, direct access, you know, to get to downtown. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just avoiding taking that route altogether. Right. For but the they're, last... go- they're going into city streets and clogging them up. And But here's the point of this. Fine by me. This is a Carol Evans story. Uh, as I-35W construction backs up, uh, cars 
bicycles and buses are getting a pass. So all, all preference now on surface streets uh, are, is being given to buses and bicycles. It took me an hour to go one block. The driver of, of a van shouts out from his window. Meanwhile, buses and bikes are passing by on either side of the traffic. The favoritism shown buses and bikes is all part of the plan as, as Minneapolis confronts its first week with both limited downtown access to I-35W and freeway capacity reduced from 10 lanes to 5. In a project like this, we're all about moving people, said Alan Klugman, a traffic engineer with Minneapolis. If we can put 50 people in a bus, that's a very efficient way to get the people through the corridor. So both Portland Avenue and Park Avenue now have dedicated bus lanes during peak periods, and traffic control agents who whistle and wave them through to keep buses moving, even while that means stopping cars. Buses are about 5% of the vehicles coming into downtown at the peak hour and carry almost 50% of the people, Klugman said. With their own dedicated lanes, bicyclists find themselves passing cars also. Hmm. Oh, yeah, lots of them, confirms Andrew Dahl from the seat of his bike. I'm several blocks ahead of where everybody else was. Uh, frustrated, some motorists have sought their own routes, jamming up residential streets. In other words, it's a very giant make-a-move situation yeah. in Minneapolis. Ever since they got this construction up, it's been a mess, said John Iverson, who lives in the neighborhood. Duke Kano, owner of Duke's Cars and Towing, thinks state transportation officials bit off more than they could chew. I just don't understand why they decided to do all of the repairs at one time, he said. Uh, but Kano has found a bright side to the stream of stop-and-go traffic on the Portland Avenue side of, the, of his shop. The drivers of those cars will have plenty of time to study my sign. Uh, okay. So car uh, bikes and buses are getting the go-ahead, but the cars are crawling, man. Yeah, I haven't seen that. My two experiences the last two Sunday mornings in Minneapolis, going to the farmer's market, we didn't have to travel on. Well, uh, you're, you, 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 you have no experience. You went on a Sunday morning, and there's no uh, Yeah, but they're still, no they're still closing her up. Though. No traffic. I saw some cones. Oh, there's no traffic. <laughs> Hell of a breakfast burrito, by the way. <laughs> It's the size of my head with the hash browns cooked. You couldn't it. eat one the size of your head. Uh, my wife and I went last Sunday, and on Father's Day, the entire family went down there. No. And we bought two of them, and we barely finished both of those. That's an interesting story. That's with two hungry boys. Now, we have another bicycle accident last night in St. Paul. I saw that. Uh, critical condition, a, a female. Hmm. A uh, police report identified the bicyclist as Bernadette Spencer of Minneapolis and the driver of the vehicle is Adrian Turnell of St. Paul. According to Sergeant Mike Ernster, a police spokesman, police were called to the intersection of Griggs Street and Concordia Avenue about 7.30 p.m. Uh, last night. The, do everybody know where that is? Yeah, it's a Midway area or Hamlin it's just University. Uh, Concordia is immediately south of 94 and you're right near Central High School. Right. In St. Paul. All right. So uh, Spencer was taken to Regions Hospital. She's listed in critical condition. Turnill remained at the scene and was cooperative and was not arrested. Police also do not believe drugs or alcohol were a factor okay. in Turnill's driving, Ernster said. Okay. Maps of the intersection show that there is no stop sign for cars traveling east on Concordia, a one-way street, through a designated pedestrian walkway that connects to the pedestrian bridge. Uh, okay. She apparently was southbound 
coming off the pedestrian bridge and driving onto Concordia okay, while okay. he is eastbound on Concordia. Uh, we don't have any facts as to who is at fault here. Okay. But the driver of the car stopped, cooperated, no drugs or alcohol, was not arrested. That would seem to suggest that perhaps, and we don't know, Perhaps he was not at fault. Perhaps the cyclist came zipping off the, I can't picture that pedestrian bridge. Uh, yeah, you can picture it over 94. There's a pedestrian bridge over 94. Yeah, but how would be... she get from the pedestrian bridge onto Concordia? Oh, I, I guess I, I don't know the logistics of getting on and off. I have to... But it would still, there would still be light. 7.30 was, it was rainy last night. But well, was, I, I, I don't know. Uh, there's nobody to root for here. You have a very no. uh, critically injured right. woman and a driver who I'm sure is uh, uh, shook up. But uh, again, we and the closest we ever get to facts, this is from the Star Tribune. Here, here's their concluding paragraph in their story. Yeah. In May, bicyclist Alan D. Gran was struck and killed by a school bus while traveling on Summit Avenue. No charges were filed against the driver in that case after authorities... Authorities determined that Gron rode through a red light as the bus was making a turn. That's the closest we'll come, apparently, to language that would suggest the bicyclist was at fault. Okay. And we, uh, as far as this accident last night, we don't know, uh, don't know any circumstances other than uh, uh, hoping that she uh, she recovers. Yeah, critical condition. Good luck. I hope she does survive first and foremost, and then get better. Garage Logic will return shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's uh, Frank Miller from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. Uh, hang on. Frank Miller. Here we go. Here we go. There's Frankie. Well, it looks like it could be another walloping on Wall Street. The Dow down around 300 points for much of today's session. The S&P and NASDAQ not doing much better. Stocks remain lower as traders remain concerned about a potential trade war with China. This after the president threatened to impose a 10% tariff on an additional $200 billion worth of Chinese imports. The Chinese Ministry of Commerce in return calling that action blackmail. Potential trade war also weighing on the housing market. The Commerce Department said today that new residential construction jumped in May. However, building permits, which is sort of an indicator of future housing demand, plummeted. That's because builders are concerned about the increased cost of lumber and other materials that could be subject to tariffs. Shares of GameStop seeing some strength today after the company confirmed that it is discussing with third parties a potential takeover. GameStop says it won't make any more comments until it feels it's appropriate to do so. And if you're looking to take a road trip this summer, WalletHub is out with its list of states for the best road trips. Topping the list, Wyoming, North Carolina, and Minnesota. At the bottom of the list, the dubious distinction goes to Rhode Island. Probably because most people don't even realize they've driven through it. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now, 1500 ESPN. Frankie, thank you very much. Do appreciate it. We'll talk to you in about one hour with your second report there, buddy. Okay. Hey, we're going to be out on the road Friday at O'Gara's for the uh, MSRA Back to the 50s. If you want to have a good time, it's going to be, looks like the weather is going to be pretty nice. Come on out to O'Gara's 
right there at the fair. They'll have great food and there'll be great stuff to watch. Plus, you'll get to see the staff work in action in concert from 1 to 3 p.m. Check it out. Back. Cloudy and 65 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Remind me again why you hate this version, John. I don't hate this version. I thought you I said it. I'd rather hear the Beach Boys. Oh, that's all. Right. I'm sorry. Boy, I remember when this song was hot, though. Oh. Probably about, what, mid 90s? 96. Oh. Is that what I it think, was? Yeah. Bye. The Beach Boys yeah. in the background. Yes. yes. God, what a great song. Uh, Minnesota Lynx in action tonight. They'll be at home playing the Dallas Wings. Are they playing Lynx basketball yet? Well, they did have a good game the other night, yes. So hopefully. And like the continue. new state fair food, are the Wings really Wings? The Dallas Wings. Yep. I get it. Okay, Got took it. me a minute. Twins open up a three-game series against the Red Sox tonight at Target Field. Jose Barrios pitches for the Twins. Tough lefty Chris Sale goes for Boston. I think the rain is ending. Dave did. The, are you talking to Dave again? Yeah. Ask him because yeah. he said it's going to pick up again this evening. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what he said last hour. Hmm. What do you mean you didn't know that? Anybody listening to that? Because Chris <laughs> said the same thing to me. What did Dave say? I have weather mania. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, St. Paul Saints are on the road. They're playing the Lincoln Salt Dogs oh, in Nebraska. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> News notes from today. Dangerous flooding happening now in parts of northern Wisconsin and Minnesota after heavy rainfall caused the Radigan Dam to break yesterday afternoon. The video footage from up there is unbelievable. Break sent gallons of water gushing down the Tamarack River in Douglas County, Wisconsin, into the St. Croix. Emergency officials in both states gave an update on the flooding situation today. They said they do not anticipate much more damage than what's already been done. They said at this point, all they can do is watch to make sure the flooded Tamarack and St. Croix rivers will recede soon. Officials said a lot of roads and bridges have been washed away or are underwater. That includes some roads leading to the broken dam. Officials say it's hard for them to get a good look at how bad things are right now. Areas like Cozy Corner, Wisconsin, as well as Cloverton and Markville, Minnesota, saw some of the worst damage. Who are the dummies, by the way, that think, oh, I'll just drive through this? I have no idea. Because they're... they're... People have lost uh, sight with their relationship with nature. I'll say. A 28-year-old Brooklyn Park man is charged with sex trafficking and promoting prostitution of a 15-year-old girl. Charging documents say Marquez Domingo Lopez met a 15-year-old and invited her to a party at a Motel 6 in Richfield. However, Lopez reportedly told the girl she could not leave and needed to work to earn money for the room. The victim told investigators she protested when Lopez's friend offered to pay her for sex, but Lopez allegedly told her she was not leaving the room, according to court documents. After having sex with Lopez's friend, the victim was moved to a different room where she was forced to have sex with more men, according to the complaint. A few days later, the victim said she was able to escape the room and get help. A social worker picked her up. Authorities interviewed her in January 2017. Investigators obtained motel records that showed Lopez had rented the room for three days. On March 21, 2018, officers interviewed Lopez, who said he didn't know the victim. He said security footage from the motel was him, but said 
He didn't know anything about a disturbance. Both charges are felonies. Each carry a maximum penalty of 20 years and a $50,000 fine. Lopez charged by warrant in Hennepin County, but he's uh, being held right now in custody at Moose Lake. More than 600 members of the United Methodist Church signed in onto a letter today condemning Attorney General Jeff Sessions for the Trump administration's policy of of migrant parents and children at the U.S. border. In the letter, the group of churchgoers, including clergy and church leadership, accused Sessions of child abuse, immorality, racial discrimination, and dissemination of doctrines contrary to the standards of the doctrine of the United Methodist Church. Letter also says Sessions misused biblical quotes to try and justify the policy. A note in the letter, Sessions is a member of Ashland Place United Methodist Church in Mobile, Alabama. French President Emmanuel Macron gave a teenager a lesson on etiquette after the youngster used a nickname to address him. Macron was in the middle of taking selfies and shaking hands with people in Paris yesterday when a teenager stopped him in his tracks by saying, How's it going, Manu? The teenager asked the French president that using the familiar nickname for Emmanuel. The president then scolded the teenager who was with a group of friends saying, no, you can't do that. No, 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 no. The teenager apologized, then referred to him as Mr. President. However, Macron was not finished explaining the importance of good manners. He told the boy, you're here at an official ceremony and you should behave. You can uh, act like a clown. But today it's the Marseille and Partisan song. You call me Mr. President of the Republic or Mr. At that point, the teenager started to sing the International, a Soviet anthem, as Macron continued the lecture. Boy, he dug himself a hole, didn't he? Yeah. He really did. Uh, Macron then continued, the day you want to start a revolution, you study first in order to obtain a degree and feed yourself, okay? Then you can lecture others. The whole tense exchange captured on video. Macron tweeted later that respect is the minimum in the Republic, especially on June 18th in the presence of the Companions of the Liberation. In the first case of its kind to reach trial, a California man dying of cancer is suing Monsanto, the maker of the popular weed killer Roundup. Dwayne Johnson used Roundup during his two years as a groundskeeper and blames his 2014 cancer diagnosis on its active ingredient, glyphosate. The 46-year-old is just one of thousands of people nationwide reportedly accusing Monsanto of failing to exercise reasonable care to warn of the dangerous risks associated with use and exposure to glyphosate. Under California law, Johnson's case was allowed to go first because he's dying. Monsanto denies the allegations in a statement said we have empathy for anyone suffering from cancer. But the scientific evidence clearly shows glyphosate was not the cause. We look forward to presenting this evidence to the court. Well, if that is the case, then how come more people haven't been? Because it's a fairly common item to be, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a class action suit, isn't it? There's th- yeah, thousands. How of many people, people though? Thousands. Oh, okay. That's all it says nationwide. <laughs> I know in Europe, actually, I th- believe they've outlawed. Oh, they have there. really. Yeah. Wow. At the Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum in Springfield, Illinois, Abraham Lincoln's legacy is alive, but some of Lincoln's most prized possessions might be in peril, including his hat, gloves, quill pen, and a fan that belonged to his wife Mary. They may have to auction them because of debt. No. Yeah. For the Lincoln Museum? Carla Norowski runs the museum's private foundation, which is more than $9 million short on a $23 million loan used to buy Lincoln artifacts from a private collector. She says, what I sometimes say is he couldn't catch a break in the 19th century, and now it seems he can't catch a break in the 21st century. Treasures that could be sold include Lincoln's hat made of beaver fur. As people would call out, good evening, Mr. Lincoln, he would uh, tip his cap, dot it and tip it. 
So ah. there are two marks on the brim from well-worn fingerprints. Why don't they get the nine million subtracted from the couple of hundred million the taxpayers are going to be on the hook for to build Obama a library in Chicago? <laughs> I'm yeah, for I that. Just solved your I'm problem. for that. Yep. What kind of hat was it? Beaver fur. Top hat. Top hat. Top hat. Also at risk. You've seen that. Mm-hmm. Also at risk, a wanted poster from Lincoln's assassination in 1865, and the gloves stained with his blood that were in his pocket on the night he was shot. At Ford's Theater. I think those should not be li- leaving the museum. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Where did he get sh- He got shot in the head, right? Yes, also, he yep. did. What uh, What would a collector do with those anyway? You know what I mean? Well, why would you Well, yesterday that? you had the story of the guy who bought Napoleon's hat. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he had a lot point. of them, remember? Yeah, he had, he had a lot of guys, guys that wore them he out. He had a hat guy. Rotated by four mm-hmm. year, right, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I think. Yo, yo, Napo went Rodney. Mm-hmm. Napo? Napo, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's how he do it. Sure. Traffic is uh, usually uh, pretty bad during rush hour in Oklahoma City, but one street got backed up for a different reason. Police say a couple was found allegedly having sex on the ground near a busy intersection. Gross. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get home. I don't want to see that. According to authorities. Especially after you showed me the picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was that couple? That was tough. Yeah, oh. That was tough. <laughs> I dark? can't unsee that. dark, right? Five thirty. I don't think it was dark. Uh, it wasn't right? dark. How do you? How, how do, do you, you unsee the picture well, of the guy? Even more so. How do you convince? Hey, what do you think? Right here. Right here would be a good spot. We're stuck in traffic. Yeah. According to authorities, no, they weren't stuck, Chris. They, they were, weren't in the car. Were, they weren't in a car, Chris. They were outside. People were driving by that much. Oh. Just stay out of the bike lane. Sorry, I missed that part. According to authorities, the Oklahoma City Police Department received a call about 5.30 from a woman claiming she saw a man with his pants halfway down <laughs> on top of a woman under a tree. <laughs> when police got there, sure enough, they found the man and woman allegedly still in the act. 48-year-old Tony Willis. That guy's uh, 48? 48. Looks like he's about 78. His nose looks like it's 78. Right. And 42-year-old Verna LeClaire were arrested after the responding officers say Willis was observed rolling off LeClaire as Old officers Verna, approached. Huh? Verna. Yep. yep. The two were charged on counts of indecent exposure and public drunkenness. According to reports, this is the second time <laughs> Mr. Willis has been arrested for the very public display of affection. Mm. In 2017, uh, he was caught having sex in the parking lot of a liquor store. Oh, that's ch- plenty more where that came from. <laughs> that charge was eventually dismissed. Uh, doesn't appear that this one will be dismissed. What do you get for uh, for that? A year Probably behind. Some old crab with a face that would stop a clock. <laughs> uh, Dave Dahl's coming up. Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up a couple of degrees in the last hour, up to 65. We should make the lower 70s for an afternoon high. Getting a little bit of a break from the rain showers right now in the heart of the Twin Cities, but more showers are coming in from the southwest. We're going to have evening showers that will probably last until just after dark. And then clearing skies after midnight tonight, low down to 61. Some light little fog could form tomorrow morning. So uh, partly sunny by the afternoon, 82 for the warmer high tomorrow. Low 80s for highs than Thursday all the way through the weekend. Some isolated showers could develop Thursday night. Better chance for some isolated storms on Friday. Uh, but again, it's not going to be a washout, just some isolated activity. Low 80s for highs then through the weekend into early next week. We climb to 84, though, by Tuesday. Some more isolated thunderstorms then. Tonight, though, Joe, uh, kind of dodging some light showers all the way through the evening hours and then clearing skies after midnight. So you think the Twins will get the 
game in. I think they're going to get the game All in. Right. Just going to be light rain showers. You know, they'll probably yeah here and there, here and there. Yeah, sixty-five right now. Joe and I have the records for the day. June nineteenth, one hundred, one hundred. Boy, the thirties were hot. Nineteen thirty-three, nineteen thirty-three, forty-one, forty-one, nineteen fifty in nineteen fifty. Thank you, thank you, Joe. <clears throat> Say, I want to tell you about a. Uh, wait, 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 wait! I thought I get to talk about the. Um... That was never agreed upon. That was never agreed upon. You know what this song is? No. Our state fair is a great state fair. Don't miss it. Don't even be late. Takes you back, doesn't it? Is this is this the official <laughs> unveiling of the new foods, or do they lay that out piece by piece too? No, this is uh this is an all. In- they don't have a food tasting like the twins. I was going to ask you, why don't they have a uh, a big to do? Well, because number one, the vendors might be in different parts. They might be already at different state fairs, uh-huh. and, and their facilities aren't ready yet. I see. So logistically, it would be a, a nightmare. So um, when we're at O'Gara's Friday for Back to the Fifties, I won't be able to have any of what you're about to tell me. Whether I I can't apparently prevent you from right, telling you me can't, about it. Not today, anyway. You will not be able to sample Irish tater kegs. Irish tater kegs because he can't. He, he's making them for the Chris and Dan are making them. Well, that's, for the fair. O'Gara's going to have those. Yes, they're going to. Those are their product, but they won't be making them prior to the state fair. During the fair, can you get a beer at O'Gara's? During the fair, yes. Oh, yeah, they got but a not, wine. Yeah, not during any other event. No, he'll probably have maybe some root beer yeah. and pop available and water. No, I mean for back to the fifties. Apparently, these joints that open can't sell any uh, they, alcohol. They are not allowed to sell alcohol. One of the greatest mysteries of my life is why the 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 car world doesn't get in there during the summer and about three or four weekends and have those places open up. I suppose they got too many liability issues or something, huh? Yeah. Well, and that that makes. Back to the 50s, that much more special because it's packed. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, Johnny already talked about the Irish tater kegs. I went out and highlighted not everything, but I'm going to give you uh, my favorite new vendor. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you what you must try at this year's State Fair. And I'll give you my number one pick, which is, I think, going to surprise you. All right. Okay. Irish tater kegs, we already talked about those. That is at O'Gara's. Uh, the Earth Wings. I, French Meadow Bakery does really good stuff, especially their mushroom risotto. But the fresh cauliflower pieces dipped in a seasoned batter, deep fried and smothered in organic sesame barbecue sauce, is probably going to be pretty good. You have liked what I brought to you from the French Meadow Bakery. Get in the horn. All right. Messy Giuseppe. A blend of seasoned ground beef and Italian pork sausage, smothered in marinara, sprinkled with Parmesan cheese, served on a crusty Italian bread. That's Mancini al fresco. I'm not going to foghorn that. Okay. Moroccan sausage bowl. Coarse ground beef and lamb <laughs> sausage with herbs, sweet spices, a hint of red pepper cooked with carrots, turnips, chickpeas, and topped with sautéed onions and a green olive. I have no idea who this is. At Sausage by Cynthia. That's probably going to be a must try. Uh, pepperoni chips. Listen to this. Pepperoni chips with roasted red pepper queso. Thinly sliced Fried pepperoni chips with the warm roasted red pepper cheese sauce at Lulu's Public House. Lulu's always does a good job. Charlie and the gang over there. A uh, couple more. Uh, just, just relax. Just yeah. Okay. Don't get yourself okay. all worked up. Uh, Swedish meatball smorgas. Nope. A meatball sandwich with three traditional Swedish pork and beef meatballs 
topped with a little white gravy, lingonberry sauce, and dill pickles. That's at the Blue Barn. They pay attention to detail as well. See, I'm not foggy horn uh, many of these because many of them at least have some traditional sounding ingredients. Well, that's what I'm saying. And it's not just a deep fried candy bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a, a wild card. The Turk Duckin Sausage Sandwich. It's a blend of turkey, duck, and chicken served on a fennel bun accompanied by a side of giggles, sweet, and saucy relish. That's a good idea. Now, I don't know. I don't even know what this thing looks like. Who has this, giggles? A giggles up on uh, the campfire grill. Up by where the industry is. Yes. So, I don't I don't when know. When you leave the fair, do you weigh about 700 pounds? No, I do an awful lot of walking. Okay. Awful lot of walking. Yeah. All right. And then, um, that's pretty much what I have uh, for the... New vendors, uh-huh. the hanger. This is a new vendor at the fair. I have no it's idea. It's called the hanger. Yeah, H A N G A R. Is it an airplane hanger? Yes. Isn't that how you spell it? Or a hanger steak? How do you spell airplane hanger? I don't Isn't know. That H-A-N-G-A-R? That's with an E. Yeah, H A N G A R. Well, who, who's who's this outfit? Uh, I've I've no idea. But serving breakfast items: slider flights, brisket, burger, and pulled pork. Smoked turkey legs, smoked brisket Who the sandwiches. Who goes to the fair to eat breakfast? Well, there's people there. Oh, everybody the that's there at six. Wax hands, man. We would run to the food building to get... Um, I'm sure you would. Uh, what is it? The breakfast burrito. Yep. Uh, anyway, bacon-wrapped pork belly. They got kids' meals and some other stuff. But uh, chicken and waffle ice cream split topped with candied bacon. <sighs> but here's where you come in. Also serving fresh squeezed lemonade. Mm-hmm. That's a lost art. Mm-hmm. So the hanger gets my uh, my nod for new vendors. Never heard of them. Well, they're new, I guess. They're I new. So, uh, but the thing I really want to try the most that's new at the fair: blueberry rhubarb cobbler, a <laughs> blend of organic blueberries and rhubarb topped with cornmeal biscuit and whipped cream, and that's at the Farmers Union Coffee Shop. I've you know, never... I, I'm detecting a fatal flaw in many of these vendors. What? On the one hand, they're they're trying to be appealing to the health conscious. Uh, you know, they, oh, we have organic blueberries. Yeah. But on the other hand, then they'll dump 14 pounds of crap on it or something, and that you've ruined the fact that you're going to be eating blueberries. I think there's something for everyone. Well, I, I don't doubt that. But they... But- they they all realize they have to put on this good front of being uh, aware of cholesterol and obesity and all this. So they come up with these things, but then they also note, you know, topped with fourteen pounds of grated Parmesan cheese. <laughs> right, right. Well, they kind of they're kind of uh, blowing themselves up there, aren't they? Well, that's true. But you have to, you know, if you're gonna, if you can get the vegan crowd to buy at the state fair, they'll flock to your place and buy in mass. So it's just an exciting day. Plus, that reminds us that we lost an our guy Monty. An exciting day. An exciting yeah. day. Yeah. We lost our guy Monty, who will not be at the fair. I don't know what Two Dogs, his nephew, has planned uh, for Monty's uh, traveling reptile show. I will try. Uh, I would try the pepperoni chips. Yes. And I would try the Moroccan sausage bowl. That looks fabulous. Mm hmm. I don't ever eat any of the sweets, the desserts, or that stuff. No. Uh, I think you'll try everything. I You would try cauliflower. 
I, I like cauliflower, but I I can't remember how you said they were going to be preparing it. That's it a wing. Oh, it's like a uh, it's like an onion ring. They dip it in batter and they deep fry it. You know this PB and J sausage. You can take that and put it where the sun. Does not sure it. about that one, Joe. I did not highlight that one. No offense to the gas station grill. No. I, I, maybe they're GLers for well, all. Maybe I they'll know. prove you wrong. We'll find out. Five new vendors: the Anchor Coffee House, the Hangar, Midtown Global Markets Mama D's, Midtown Global Markets Taco Cat, and Nordic Waffles. I would also highly suggest Midtown Global Market on Lake Street if you're looking for something to eat. There's something for everyone in the restaurant section. Is that time what I think it is? Yes, it is. Let's get out of here. Zero. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. We'll be back with sports. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis at 65. Dave Dahl says the uh, Twins will probably be successful in getting their game in tonight as we are to face only light, scattered 